Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Linda Mandryer. She is the co-founder of Darlin Entertainment, and she is here to tell us about the new movie that they have, Faith Beyond Doubt, that is coming to theater soon. Linda, it is an honor to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I'm excited to uh, share more with our audience because uh, we actually got connected through a mutual friend, uh, Jane in Washington. And she said that you were coming to Birmingham. And so next thing I know, we're, we're meeting in my office and uh, you're from San Diego, uh, one of my favorite places. And it was cool to just hear a little bit of your background and what you're trying to accomplish along with your husband. And so tell us a little bit about the upcoming film, Faith Beyond Doubt. Sure. Well, Faith Beyond Doubt is the story of Doubting Thomas. He's one of Jesus' apostles, you know, very relatable figure, I would say. You know, in the New Testament, we learn about him in the book of John primarily. And he's someone that I feel a lot of people can relate to. He wanted proof of the resurrection. And what's so amazing about him is I believe that Jesus, you know, did not chastise him. Jesus appeared before him and said, you know, place your finger in my uh, nail holes, you know, so he was not um, angry with Thomas. And but Thomas, upon seeing the risen Christ, then, you know, gave gives the best line, you know, my Lord, my God. And he was the first apostle to recognize the deity of Jesus. And so he has highs and lows in, in the story of the New Testament. But what happened after Thomas, after, you know, the resurrection and the great commission, Jesus, remember, tells them all to go throughout the world sharing the gospel. And in, you know, in Acts and the other books of the Bible, the letters of Paul, we learn about what many of the other apostles, where they went. But it's silent uh, on where Thomas went, although um, there are other historical uh, narratives as well as, um, you know, people's legends and stories about Thomas. And he is said to be the apostle of the East. He actually went East and he went through Iran, um, Iraq, um, all those locations. They still venerate Thomas there. And then he ended up in India. And so our movie focuses a lot on his trip to India in the first century, where he started to share the gospel. And um, it's an exciting story. I believe it's a story that will encourage people. It will be a story that will attract Christians as well as non-Christians because it's such a fascinating historical account of what happened to Thomas in a place that's so different from where, you know, we usually see these kind of films usually take place in Israel or uh, Rome um, and other uh, areas, whereas India is completely different, exotic, completely different culture. He had completely different experiences. Eventually, he was martyred for his faith. He did give up his life for the gospel. And so his uh, impact there had a tremendous effect on the people. The gospel message was so revolutionary to what the, you know, the people in India believed at that time. 
So um, we just want to explore that uh, story of Thomas. We feel that it's such an important time to bring this story to light now as our culture is uh, rapidly declining. And film is such a powerful way to combat that. Film uh, storytelling in general is a really great way to shape culture. And for too long, we've let, you know, the other side, liberal, political people who are have a different cultural um, worldview, we've let them pretty much control the narrative uh, through, you know, Hollywood, Disney, Nickelodeon, you know, all these um, venues that we have kind of just let them have complete control. We feel it's time to, you know, take that back and allow people a different worldview. And, you know, especially with the gospel message at a time like this, when that's Jesus command to us all to share the gospel throughout the world. So we're excited to, you know, help that. Uh, we feel that we are on a mission <laughs> to get this accomplished. We just feel that it's our calling at this time to uh, get this film out. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, as we discussed here in the office and also uh, as our listeners will recognize, uh, there's just been kind of a, a theme that we've talked about India numerous times on these episodes. So, you know, the Lord has placed India on my heart here within the last six months to a year. It's it's really increased. Again, just some background information for you that, that haven't listened to some of the other episodes. There's 1.4 roughly billion people that are in India. And by varying accounts, there's roughly 97% of those people that are non-Christian. And so there's a very small percentage of believers in this extremely large, rapidly growing country where you know, Buddhism and primarily Hinduism, uh, Hinduism is the religion that they're trying to promote, that is not only rapidly accelerating, but the persecution of Christians in India is increasing. And clearly, you know, Thomas going to India, uh, as all of the, the disciples followed Jesus and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, they went where the Holy Spirit equipped them and, and prompted them to go. So I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit prompted him to go to this nation, which was on the Lord's heart then, and it's still on the Lord's heart now. I just think it's extremely important that, that people, you know, we live in the United States of America, and even though we live on two separate sides of this country, completely different sides of this country, God's heart originally, uh, it was an outpouring of his spirit in these regions where this movie and where Thomas went. It, it wasn't reaching the United States of America, first and foremost. I know that there are a lot of Christians here that think that that's, you know, this is the nation. No, we are we are one nation. We're called to go to all the nations, as you talked about, Acts 1-8. He makes that very clear. Um, so with that, you guys have been in the process of, of making this film to you know bring to the, the people of India. But this isn't the first film that you have made with uh, an Indian focus, uh, bringing Christianity and, and bringing faith to this, this area. Why such the, the strong emphasis on, on India in particular? Well, that's a great question. So I was uh, raised in Southern California, and I attended Pepperdine University, and I actually married uh, the young man that lived next door to me, and he just happened to be from India. 
He was a foreign student. My husband, Darren, came from India to go to Pepperdine University, 1980, um, 81, I believe is when he started there. And um, it's just great how God can bring people together. Darren was raised in a Hindu family in India. They were one of the most premier filmmaking families of India. His father, Shan, was a, a film producer, and his uncle, Savaji Ganeshan, was one of the top actors in India. He did over 300 movies as a leading man. He's an icon in Indian cinema. So my husband, um, it's just amazing how God brought us together. I, you know, was a typical California girl and uh, went to Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, um, had a great Christian foundation, a Christian family, wonderful church. And my husband, like I said, came from India from a Hindu background. But interestingly enough, film, watching movies in India started his faith journey into Christianity. One of his favorite films growing up was Ben-Hur, the classic tale with Charlton Heston, and also Ten Commandments and Jesus of Nazareth. Those films had a huge impact on his faith journey. And, and that's another reason we feel that film is so powerful. It's, you know, you can really reach people through these tremendous stories. That's a way to impact their heart. And my husband was drawn to the Christian faith through these stories. He ended up at Pepperdine, a Christian university, and, and um, his faith continued to grow there. Um, we felt, you know, we married, which was unique in those days. Uh, in India, they have all arranged marriages. So um, we kind of <laughs> bucked tradition. And um, I started traveling to India with my husband and fell in love with the country, the people. Um, it's just such an amazing place. And um, on my first visit to India, when my husband brought me back to uh, meet his family shortly after we were married, he pointed out where he said, this is where uh, Doubting Thomas, Apostle Thomas was martyred here in my own hometown of Chennai. And I was blown away. I had no idea that, you know, one of Jesus' apostles went all the way to India. And I thought, you know, what a great story. I think many more people would be fascinated by that and also be comforted to know that um, Jesus had such a heart for India that he sent Thomas there in the first century, even before, um, you know, Christianity reached regions of Europe or, or any of those places. They were actually Christians in India. They call themselves Mar Toma, which is Thomas Christians. They're still a vibrant community in India. There's, I believe, 7 million of them or more. Um, and many other Christians, as you alluded, but, you know, as a percentage of the population, it's still very small when you look at the big picture of India. But that's why there's so much potential there, because um, Christianity has been part of the Indian, um, you know, framework since the first century. So it's not a foreign religion as what they're kind of promoting now, which is, um, you know, disappointing. They're promoting that, you know, you need to be Hindu in order to be Indian. That's the theme now. And um, this is reminding people, no, Christianity is actually part of the fabric of India as well. And it should be uh, included and, and looked upon and, and kind of, you know, what is the difference between what Jesus teaches and what other faiths teach? And let people uh, decide for themselves, you know, which worldview that they want to, to come under. So we're, we're excited about this opportunity because we do have, fortunately, 
great connections in India within the film industry um, there so that we can um, get excellent talent. Um, my husband's family is, um, you know, so prolific in filmmaking there. They've been making films for over 60 years. So um, we feel that God has placed us in this unique position to be able to create an epic telling. We want to make sure that this movie is, uh, you know, seen by many people worldwide. So uh, that's one of the reasons we feel God has, you know, placed us in this unique position. We've done two other films um, already. There feature films that are for a world audience. The first film was called Ellie, My Friend. We made that over 30 years ago in the jungles of India. And it's a family adventure film. It's a film about courage, friendship, um, and family bonds. And it tells the story of a young boy who befriends a baby elephant in the wild. And then he rescues the baby elephant from poachers who have kidnapped the baby elephant. So it's, it's, it's a very sweet tale, but it's also, I think, has a lot of great values in it. Then our second movie that we made there in India was called White Rainbow. And this deals with the stigma that many widows in India face. Um, you know, we learned about widow stigma when our son brought home a reading assignment about a 13-year-old girl who was widowed in India, and then her mother-in-law abandoned her in the streets of the city of widows. And it kind of shared that whole theme that Indians believe that widows are cursed, mm-hmm. that if, a, if you're widowed, that means you did something bad in a previous life. And so that's part of the bondage of karma and reincarnation, that worldview, that you are constantly striving to have a better life the next time. So it's a very works-based worldview where um, there's no grace, there's no forgiveness or redemption. It's you have to work your way to heaven through multiple lifetimes. So one of the... um, things out of that is they believe to be a widow is the worst thing that you can be as a woman. And so therefore you must have been really horrible in your previous life. And so you deserve this fate of being widowed and you have to work out your bad karma. And so that's why they don't have compassion so much towards widows because they feel like she needs to suffer. And so to us as Christians, that was so sad, you know, because it's the opposite of what we are taught in Christianity to care for widows and orphans, that they're vulnerable, that God has a special place in his heart for widows. And so that was, you know, when we heard about that, when we learned about that, we thought, let's make a movie that will expose that and kind of open the eyes of the Indian people towards how cruel that um, worldview is, that philosophy. And so we used true stories of widows. My husband compiled, read many uh, surveys and um, learned about what the typical, you know, stories for widows were. And he made four, a story with four widows based in that city of widows in North India, where it's, there's 30,000 widows up there that have been abandoned by their families. So that movie, um, we you know, had some pushback (laughs) when we were making it. They were, they tried to censor at first. They didn't want us to release it in in India because we were, you know, it was a great story, but we were bringing up an issue of how widows are treated. And so 
the censors, half of them wanted it banned, but the other half thought it should be in every school in India. So um, fortunately, we were finally able to, you know, release that in film festivals here in America. We released it theatrically in America. And then slowly but surely, we've been able to uh, show it in India. We, from that birth of a Christian ministry called the White Rainbow Project, um, we set up uh, homes in North India and South India to care for widows, teach them skills, empower them, and most importantly, share about Jesus with them so that they know that God loves them. They're not cursed. Um, they have, you know, a special place in God's heart. So it's a really wonderful ministry that that movie actually has had tangible effect and impact. We were actually able to show that film to, I think it was 300 members of parliament. They had a showing in India and that helped open some of their eyes and they did start um, making government uh, shelters up in that city where there were so many widows abandoned. So it had immediate physical impact and a now spiritual impact because we've opened Christian um, homes there where we help the widows directly. So film, like I said, has tremendous opportunity to change hearts, to change minds and to change behavior. And so, yes, we've in India is the theme of our films because we have those great connections in India. Um, we're making other movies besides that take place in India. We have other themes, stories, but our main focus is India because we are, you know, connected there. And we're very thankful that God's placed us. It's, you know, I feel almost like Esther, where God places you in a position where you can have an impact and you can choose to do that. Um, God allows us to do that. Or we don't have to. I never feel like God is forcing me to do these things because he can, he will have, he will accomplish what he wants, but he allows us to participate in his plan and blesses us. There's nothing better, you know, than, than being in God's plan and his will and um, sharing about his love with people throughout the world. Stay tuned. We'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. So a couple of takeaways from you know what you just shared. Uh, number one, there are a lot of similarities between what's going on in India currently and what's going on in the United States, although varying levels of, uh, you know, censorship and, you know, persecution, obviously, but, you know, revisionist history that, you know, America was not founded on Christian principles, that our forefathers were just, you know, terrible people that that all they did was wrong. And uh, the reality is, if you go to our nation's capital, or if you read, you know, the the historical writings of our forefathers, it was a lot of Christian principles. It was 
we know that we cannot do this without God's help. We, we've been given this divine, uh, you know, a, a vision for this land of freedom that came from the Lord. And, you know, now we've tried to drift away from that and, you know, whitewash history and pretend like none of that stuff existed and, and all these different things. So that's similar. And then obviously, you know, censorship of, you know, conservative Christian principles uh, that's going on today on, you know, social media platforms and, you know, various media outlets. Uh, you know, it's one prevailing narrative and that's the only way. And if you question that narrative, then you're probably uh, whatever bad name they want to come up with and, and label they want to present you as, um, you know, so that that's taking place right now in, I mean, headlines today, uh, that is taking place by prominent members of our society that just want to question some of the things that are going on right now. That being said, it takes people with courage. It takes people with conviction. It takes people with boldness and character that say, you know what, I'm going to follow what God has called me to do. I'm going to be who God has called me to be, regardless of what it costs. And again, there was a cost for Thomas. I'm just going to, I mean, I, I don't know uh, your personal story, but but I've got friends that were, you know, in the arranged marriages, and I know how hard that was going down the traditional path, bucking that traditional Indian marital route in a country that that's highly frowned upon. I would think, and, and you're a blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman, I would think that going there and stepping into all of that tradition that that had to be really hard. And then to say uh, traditional Hindu background, and we're going to follow Christianity, and we're not only going to follow Christianity, but we're going to spread Christianity. I'm pretty sure that you faced opposition throughout. You, know, you founded this company in 1989. Throughout your history of this company, it has not been an easy path to do the things that the Lord has called you to do, nor is it now. Uh, so I just, I love the fact that, you know, you get to, it, it, it's not he's forcing you. It, it's an invitation to go on an adventure with him. And in adventures, uh, you know, you never know what to expect. You never know what you're going to get. There are no promises of safety, but it's fun. It's never a dull moment, but but it is not easy. No matter what movie you watch, if it's an adventure film, there are plot twists, there are turns, there are boats going off waterfalls and bridges that fall out from under people and uh, all kinds of stuff that, you know, you don't expect, but that's what makes the adventures great. So with that, you started again in 1989, you've been producing these films. Can you share a little bit of uh, maybe some of the challenges that you faced along the way and, and what's kept you going uh, this whole time? Well, filmmaking is, um, you know, it's it's an adventure. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, the difficulties are raising the funding, I would say, is one of the main hurdles um, with, um, you know, my husband's family, as you were, you know, talking about, we bucked the system. They, you know, it's amazing. God um, allowed just peace. They, they, we didn't really, you know, they, they never, you know, of course they were against it when my husband first shared with them about us getting married because that was so new to them. But I believe because of love, when you show love to people, they, it melts their hearts and they realize that 
the bonds of family are more important than uh, a disagreement over faith and things like that. So I feel blessed that my husband comes from a family where they are very loving people and they really did do love my husband. And so I think when you have a strong love, deep love for each other, you can overcome differences. So he was able to, you know, do that, convince them that, you know, he was truly had his own mind and wanted to marry me. And then once I was came to India, they they embraced me. So they had enough time to be angry (laughs) before I got there. And they actually embraced me. I believe it was just the Holy Spirit, um, you know, covering this whole adventure that we went on to, you know, go against, you know, the grain there. Um, God has provided opportunities for us to witness to them through love and mutual respect. um, And and then God opened doors for us to have an impact. And so, um, like you said, it, it was difficult, but I feel like when you just trust in the Lord and, you know, just really lean into the word and not be discouraged and just move forward in faith, in love, especially, I think when you're loving towards other people, that's the best way, you know, to move forward. And I believe it's had an impact through our lives, through these various films that we've made. And as I mentioned before, especially with White Rainbow, that, you know, when we brought to light the cruelty that widows suffer, it helped change their minds. So my husband's family was very receptive to us making that movie because my own mother-in-law had been widowed and um, they didn't want to treat her the way customarily you're supposed to treat widows their heart was already softened to that. We can't treat our mother like this and our aunt this way. So they were happy we were making that film. And so, you know, the culture around us came down upon us and they, they defended us. My husband's cousin, who's one of, you know, he's a big film producer there in India. He, he helped support us in that they had our back. So I think, um, like I said, I think the main key is to always do your actions in love and respect with to other people, then God softens hearts. You see the Holy Spirit at work around you. So um, I'm not sure what's going to happen after this Thomas one, but we're doing, we, because it will be more, you know, obviously we're, it's a pretty strong message there uh, that Thomas is preaching, which is the gospel message of equality that God has created us all equally. He loves us all equally. So those are themes that um, might rub people in the wrong way, but I think the general population will appreciate it. So um, it won't, I don't think, have a huge impact. I mean, I, I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit will help us through this process. Um, there's other themes in this movie um, that will, you know, rattle a few cages, I guess you would say, but I'm hoping that generally when people watch the movie, they will see what Thomas is preaching. They will understand the Christian message in its most pure form. Um, Like I said, a lot of people feel like the British brought Christianity or that the Portuguese came. And there's so much strife between the different um, denominations of Christians, even in India, that it really is um, harmful. Even, you know, here in America, how we have so many divisions within the faith, But the essential message, we have to stay true to that 
And that's what resonates with people. That's what they can relate to. That's what I think will change hearts and minds. And I think that will be a new um, start. So we're praying, you know, we really would love prayer support. So we, you know, we're right now, I'll tell you where we are in the, the process of this movie. We're in the fundraising stage to make the movie. So we have, um, we've been approved by, it's called National Christian Foundation um, to accept donations through them, through their impact um, foundation that where they can, you know, people have money that they want to donate, they can direct it toward the film. We also have direct investment that people are doing. And then we have crowdfunding that we're starting. So we have various avenues where people can get involved. That's our biggest, um, you know, thing that we have to do right now is secure the funding. We've had a great start. Uh, COVID kind of set us back a little bit. We had to go on pause. But I do believe that that's, you know, it's always in God's timing. Actually, things are better now with distribution for films like this. Before, we had a lot of roadblocks where a few studios controlled all of the theatrical releases, and it would be very difficult for an independent film to break out. And so now so many people are wanting streaming. You know, streaming has become so popular. There's so many avenues, Netflix, Hulu. I mean, there's probably a hundred now, even the films like The Chosen, who did fantastic with crowdfunding. They have reached 500 million views, you know, so Christian films are actually, this is the best time ever to make a Christian film that has a message that can get out worldwide. There's so many few roadblocks that, you know, we come across now because we're able to, you know, release it very easily through so many avenues. So it has great potential to be seen by many people. Whereas before COVID, it would have been more difficult, I believe, to get it into full distribution worldwide. So we see, you know, God's timing is perfect. And we're just in that fundraising stage right now. Um, And then we hope to be filming next year, sometime probably a year from now, uh, start uh, production. And so how can people find out more about you about uh, your company, about the film, and contribute if you know the Lord leads them to do that. That would be great. Well, we have a website which is faithbeyonddoubt.com. So it's the title of the film, faithbeyonddoubt.com. And there we have a lot of information about the film as well as how they can get involved and and join a mailing list so that we can keep people updated with the progress. And it would be great for prayer support. Um, We just would really appreciate uh, the prayer support and um, financial support as they feel led. Um, So like I said, they can get a tax deductible donation or they can do a crowdfunding investment or a larger investment amount. So there's many ways that people can help us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Linda. And I'm looking forward to seeing that the progress you guys continue to make and then also the film itself when it comes out. So if you want to learn more about them, go to faithbeyonddoubt.com. And if you feel led, please give if you can. And then if this has encouraged you, if you think that it would encourage somebody else, please share it 
on social media, Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, and then on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you again in two weeks.